what is PTSC? Stay tuned. You might be surprised. Hey, everybody, it's Nancy May, doing your best with elder care success. And yahoo! Welcome to Fall Tips, Tricks, and Yes Treats. Well, here's what we're doing this season. We are actually taking the idea of summer shorts and moving it into the fall, where we're giving you short episodes of tips, tricks, and treats and ideas for taking care of mom and dad or somebody you love. So it's just a little easier on you, on them, and on everybody's heart. So stay tuned and giddy up. It's a season of fall tips, tricks, and treats. Yahoo! Hey, everybody. It's Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. And I've been thinking a lot lately about the stress and strain of caring and all the love that we put into it as well. I recently had a discussion with somebody who was dealing with some very challenging tasks in taking care of their mom long distance. Well, long distance is where most of us are taking care of our parents, whether it be a few blocks down the street from us or 1,200 miles away. In this case, her mom was north of the U.S. border. And we talked about some of the stresses and concerns that she had in taking care of her mom. But in doing so, I thought, geez, PTSD, we talk about that for veterans and other trauma situations, but we don't talk about PTSC, post-traumatic or current traumatic stress for caregivers. I think this is actually a real thing that we need to seriously consider when taking care of a parent and ourselves which sadly seems to always come second. It's something that can actually creep up on us. I know it crept up on me, and even still, I'll admit, there are those things that make me jittery even thinking about it. So let me explain a little bit more about how I described PTSC, post-traumatic stress for caregivers, and how do we recognize it. Here are a few points that I hope will help you so that if you do recognize any of these things in yourself, that you take a moment to sort of take a breath and spend some time thinking about and working through more happy issues, taking that stress off just a little bit so that you can live a normal, happy life, even as a caregiver. Well, of course we can live a normal, happy life, but let me go through that list. The first symptom is an intense and prolonged sadness, sort of that feeling that overwhelm and sorrow and emotional pain that creeps up on us. It's easy to happen because we're really dealing towards end of life. And I think that's the saddest moment in knowing that we're going to lose somebody that we absolutely love and care for. Even if we may not love them that much, it's somebody that we've grown attached to, especially if we're caring for them. You can't help but do so. Flashbacks. So you may be in the beginning of this whole caregiver journey, but flashbacks to things that might have caused stress in that relationship over time or even flashbacks that were good. What were the memories? What were the images of your loved one, whether they were having a good situation or a bad situation, and how do you react? One of mine was one day my mom called me, and I was totally caught off guard as I picked up the phone, and there's mom on the other end of the phone, bawling as I've never heard before. Honestly, I'd never heard my mom cry or even seen her cry, but these were big crocodile tears. I could almost see them from across the phone lines. But mom had called to reach out to me for help and support because her dear friend, actually her best friend, Carol Coca, had passed. Carol had pancreatic cancer and fought a good fight for many, many years. But her actual passing 
crushed my mom. And I don't think she ever recovered from that one. The next one is avoidance. Avoiding people, places, activities, things that bring us joy, and even the tough things that we need to do. Things that we need to do that actually, if we don't do them, are going to just get worse over time. Been there, done that. Okay, so I'm human too. And I'm sharing for your benefit. At least I hope so. Hyperarousal. Now, that's not anything weird or sexual, although it does bring some of those issues to mind. But maybe that's for another show. But hyperarousal in this case is feeling of jittery, irritability, being on edge, kind of like when you hear a noise and you jump all of a sudden. One example of this is I used to sleep with a cell phone next to my bed. I still do at times because I do like to read on my cell phone before I go to bed. It's my way of sort of taking that daily edge off and just sort of slowly going into a nice deep sleep. Although maybe blue light is not a good thing. But in any case, thinking that I'm hearing the phone when it's not going off or leaving it in my purse as I'm out running an errand or at a meeting and thinking that I believe it's vibrating when it's not. It's almost like a phantom vibration that happens, thinking that I'm going to either hear it or see it or feel it. Hyperarousal, not a good thing. It means that we are really on the edge of what's going on. Then there's that feeling of numbness or detachment. That loss of interest in anything that's going to bring us joy because we're focused on the task at hand all the time, day after day, month after month, year after year. Now, if we're working full time, which most of us are, to tell you the truth, it's even more difficult. That feeling of numbness and detachment. We detach and disconnect from our coworkers. We may not even hear what they're saying in a meeting because our mind is someplace else. That's not good. Here's a little tactic that actually can help you with that. It's a tapping system. All you need to do is tap on your hand, bring yourself back to reality, or tap your fingers lightly on your thigh. You can even tap your temples or a little bit on your shoulder. The next is guilt and anguish, where we have those agonizing, constant thoughts of whether we've done enough. Do we regret what we didn't do? And can we go forward? It's torturous to continue to tell ourselves that we couldn't do enough or we didn't do enough or we should have done more. For those of us that are A-plus personalities and always out there for perfection, okay, so here's another little tip. Perfection is another form of procrastination. Don't do that. But the constant persistence of not doing enough or thinking that we haven't done enough and thinking maybe we should have done more even though it hurts. We don't need to suffer for somebody else. That's not what good caregiving is about. Good caregiving is about working for us and for them. That's it. It's very simple. Hard to execute and hard to do, but very simple. And you've done enough. Don't worry about that. Just the fact that you're there with somebody that you love, trying to do your best, and giving them a little ease and comfort And just knowing that you're at their side is often enough. The final is exhaustion and burnout. When you feel so drained, so fatigued, so overwhelmed that you actually don't want to get out of bed in the morning or you physically can't get out of bed in the morning or even worse, you're sitting at the table and your head goes right into that chicken soup 
<laughs> chicken soup saves a lot of us, but not that way. Don't drown in your chicken soup at the dining room table or at the lunch table. You could embarrass your coworkers, and hopefully they know CPR. So how do you get out of this sense of PTSC or PTSC coming into your life? First of all, the best way to do that is get some support. Find friends and other people who are around you that are going through the same thing. I highly recommend not joining a group or talking to others who are just bitching about it day in and day out. Don't go there because that's just going to make things worse. And that feeling of desperation is going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And the dark cloud is going to rain right on you if that's the case. There is joy in doing this together and finding strength and support with one another is going to make your job a little easier. As I say, there are strength in numbers and we are stronger together. Trust me on that one. Respite care. All right. So that's probably one of the most difficult things that we can do to try and relieve some of the stress of the PTSC. Taking regular breaks may mean just a simple five-minute break where you stop and get some tea. I'm a big proponent of olive leaf tea with a few bay leaves in there. It takes the edge off on everything, and it's a natural remedy. And it actually, it tastes good, too. Add a little honey, maybe a little lemon, and yum. I drink that a lot myself. This is a big one, setting boundaries. No is a complete sentence. If somebody is pressuring you to do something that you don't want to do, including family members, simply say no and listen for their response. If they say, but, 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 just say no again. Wait for the silence, take a deep breath, and stand firm. The more you push yourself into the corners, the more difficult it's going to be to get out. Kind of like that rat trapped in the corner. Sooner or later, you are going to jump out and bite somebody and likely bite the hand of somebody that you regret doing that to. Maybe even yourself. Routine is number four. That includes getting up at a regular time every single day, if possible, even on Sundays. And that can help. Exercise. Include that into your routine and try to have a healthy diet. Now, not everything is perfect and healthy, but getting rid of some of that extra sugar is going to go a long way because sugar is going to keep you on that edge even more than you realize. The feeling and the craving and the desire for it is going to be overwhelming. And we have enough overwhelming us every single day and every single week and every single month and every single year when we're caring for somebody that we love. So understand that routine is a great way to make your life easier and those that you're caring for easier too. If you need it, I highly recommend seeking professional counseling. This does not need to be a professional therapist where you're shelling out even more dollars than you have at this point in time, or maybe even mom and dad have that you can support them with. But this can be as simple as a spiritual counselor, somebody who's there in the community that knows how to support those of us who are caring for somebody who may not be around with us so long. You'd be surprised at how good these people are and what they do. That's part of their goal and their role in making sure that they are there for us, their congregation, the people who support them and they support us. If you don't have a spiritual counselor or somebody you can go to, or you don't feel comfortable going to your spiritual leader, find a new one. Talk to other people who do use these people to give them the support 
and guidance and just sometimes just a listening ear to lend a hand. It's amazing how well just somebody who's going to sit there quietly and listen with no judgment and give us strength just when we need it most. Finally, educate yourself. I don't want to add more stress and one more thing to your workload, but it can be really easy and fun. As simple as even listening to eldercaresuccess.live here. And we're here for you because together, as I said, we are stronger. The process of aging is not always pretty. And we often don't know what it's going to look like ahead for ourselves and even more so for those that we love and care for, especially mom and dad. You know, I have a dear friend who lost his wife to Alzheimer's. It was a very fast and rapid decline that she had at a fairly young age. And one day he said, Nancy, you seem to have it all together. Is there anything that scares you? Well, I sat there for a second over our Chinese lunch in New Canaan, Connecticut. And I said, nope, I think I'm pretty good. And then I thought, don't be stupid, Nancy. This is an opportunity to learn from somebody who's gone before you. So I said, yes. In fact, there's one thing that scares the living daylights out of me. And that is, I don't know what the end looks like. I'm afraid for my parents, for mom, for dad, and just as important, I'm afraid I won't know what to do how it'll look, how I'll even notice that this is happening, and whether I can be the strength that they need at the time, just as they take that last breath. But more importantly, before that actually happens, those last days. Strength is a hard one to have when we're dealing with that day in and day out, and those final days are incredibly difficult for us and for those that we love. And it creates even more stress for others around us who are not in that strong, central caregiving role. We have to take care of our siblings, our aides, our parents, and often ourself, which more likely than not falls to the wayside. So PTSC, post-traumatic or pre-traumatic or present traumatic caregiver stress. That's something that's real. And it's something that I hope you recognize in yourself. And if you do, use these tips that are outlined here. I'm here for you, as I know that you're there for others. So please share this with a friend, a family member, and somebody else who might be going through this. It can be your gift to them. It's an easy one to do, and it's not stressful, because it's my gift to you. Please subscribe to the show, and also jump on over to YouTube. We're getting that channel started, too. It's at Elder Care Success on YouTube. What else? And don't forget... The book, How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies. It's a very simple and easy guide to help you through the most difficult times in this part of life. My love is with you all the time and every day. Stay tuned, stay well, and be gentle and kind on yourself. It's Nancy May from Doing It Best with Elder Care Success. We'll see you soon, or we'll hear you soon on another show. Take care. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. 
please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Carmanity LLC. All rights reserved. Copyright Carmanity LLC.